Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Cardboard Chris, Cheeky JB, and myself, Cheeky Nick. Hi, and welcome. How is everyone today? Let us know where you're from in the live chat. I want to get that out of the way right now, just simply because I will forget within five seconds of starting this stream as I start talking about various different things. Um, but, you know... <laughs> I'll get into that live chat in a moment. <laughs> where, are you, where are you watching from? Let us know in the live chat what part of the world are you supporting us from? And uh, CJB, are we representing the entirety of the world? Or, you know, maybe not. Maybe I feel like I've got lag on my camera today. I don't know what's going on there. Um, all right. Weird intro, kind of almost semi conducted. JB, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Wonderful as always we're good but um had a, actually had a relaxing night last night which is the first since <laughs> my break away the other weekend but i digress uh, it, was, yeah, um, good. it was good to just chill out a little bit last night the the market's quite volatile over the past week to say the least so yeah, yeah. i took a couple of hours out last night chilled with my wife for a bit it was good um stuff yeah how are you i i'm i'm okay i've got a bit of a man flu cold situation um but I'm okay. I think my wife's uh, actually got it a little bit worse than me, which is unusual. It's normally I suffer a lot worse, but uh, I think she's suffering today. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a be a full on day, I think, uh, today. Uh, in terms of just trying. I think to my voice is coming through twice on the on the stream. Hmm. Yes. Yes. It is. One sec. I know exactly where that is coming from. This is because I've made some last minute changes. Mm. Where? Ah, there it is. Routing. You want to take that one out. There you go. Now, now I think that should resolve the problem. The technical issue should technical. be solved. It should be solved. If not, uh, then then we'll have another look at that. But uh, that should hopefully solve it. Um, Cardboard Chris, how are you today? Let's get into it. He just wants to get into it, I think. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I think today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit more about Ledger because it seems to be that... Well, people can't watch a two-minute video. That that being one, and and two, um, yeah, it, it, people really are struggling with this one. So, some new stuff has come out. JB, it's not even new, to be honest with you. This is this is just yeah. just what it is. Um, there is no back door, hence the title and the yeah. There is no back door um, in Ledger, and I think this is one of the things that people are just completely misunderstanding uh, about the. Uh, firmware, um, which you know pushes that update um, out, which for the most part, I think a lot of people are thinking, "Oh my God, there's now this backdoor in the firmware that basically yeah. is going to allow people to uh, get access to all my funds and blah blah blah." And and, and essentially, that is not the case at all. Um, and oh man, it's, it's the, if anything, this is all just one hell of a PR nightmare, right? Uh, nothing else really to kind of say. Um, <laughs> and more than that so let's kind of break this down so so what is the problem well there's a there's a new service being provided from ledger as you guys probably know called ledger recover ledger recover essentially is the or at least the idea behind ledger recover is to take your seed phrase split it into three encrypted pieces of data and spread that across three different companies and host them on three different secured server locations and then upon request from yourself you can get your seed phrase should you need to uh, basically get it from company a company b and company c uh, pull it all the parts together and um, decrypt it and give you your, your seed phrase right that's the idea behind this and essentially a lot more secure than your current method of maybe writing it down or taking a screenshot on your phone god forbid right <laughs> um, like or hitting print or whatever uh, so it's a lot more secure than maybe that or, or just writing it down and putting it into one location. It's spread across three locations and it's not your seed phrase spread across three locations. It is your seed phrase split into three parts spread across three locations. Okay, one part in each location. Um, so if we were to think about it, someone breaks into your house, they're going to potentially steal your seed phrase. It's in one location. You've lost your your, your wallet's cr compromised, right? Um, if um, you spread that across yours and let's say, you know, two friends, then you're in a very similar situation. You probably don't need um, to, to have Ledger Recover if you're doing the same thing, just spreading that risk across multiple locations um now 
the the back door uh, essentially is what people are kind of thinking about is because of the firmware, right? The firmware basically allows you to opt in, uh, <laughs> opt into uh, this service, right? Um, and people think that because this this piece of code that's in the firmware uh, basically now lets Ledger uh, access your seed phrase, and only it can only access your seed phrase if you authorize the Ledger device to sign that transaction to give Ledger the seed phrase. You cannot do this accidentally. This is something that you're going to have to do deliberately, right? And it's going to be deliberate for multiple reasons. And the first reason that it has to be deliberate is that you're going to sign that transaction. You're not going to sign something you don't know what you're signing on your ledger device. I mean, God forbid, I'd hope that you wouldn't. But, you know, these these are security devices, right? And this is hardware, right? So this particular hardware device will require you to sign that transaction to give your seed phrase to Ledger. Above and beyond that, you're only going to be requested for your seed phrase if you're going through the sign-up process for the subscription service that is Ledger Recover. So not only are you going to have to stumble upon a web page that you don't know what you're doing on, click yes, I'd like to subscribe to that. Then get your Ledger, plug it into your computer, sign into your Ledger device, load up the correct application, which will probably be Ethereum, or maybe it'll be on Ledger Live, I don't know. Um, and then sign that transaction that you don't know anything about. I mean, there's a possibility there, but you'd have to be, you know, you'd have to be pretty drunk, I think, or, or on something to, to, to allow that to happen. Now, possibly, yes, but very unlikely. And, and so if those things aren't going to happen, then there's no way that your seed phrase is going to leave your device, right? So the idea of a backdoor doesn't really exist. It's not like there's anything malicious there. It's not like some hacker is going to be able to hack into that ledger device that's not connected to the computer, not connected to the internet, and then force you to sign a transaction. It just simply isn't going to happen. Um, now, of course, if you have signed up, there are some interesting things and in development-wise that you probably need to be aware of, right? Um, so, for example, if you do sign up to Ledger Recover, um, because you know, I actually think it's a reasonable service. It's not something I'm going to do. Um, but, you know, for the everyday person who doesn't want the hassle of kind of worrying about, you know, seed phrases, actually, it's pretty secure. And I don't think there's going to be too much to kind of be too concerned with. But these are the concerns. The concern number one is the three different companies get hacked and your seed phrases are somehow uh, linked together to create one seed phrase, decrypted, and then your funds are accessed and stolen. Uh, or there's the one that's really got me tickled this morning, JB. <laughs> this is a funny one. Um, I've got a couple of screenshots just to make sure I get this right. Breaking news. Ledger CEO confirms that governments can subpoena them and get access to your funds. Now, the first part of this uh, needs to be corrected is it's the former CEO, not the current CEO, the CEO that left in 2019 and the co-founder. Okay. Um, and this is a hypothetical Okay, um, and so the actual words read that if you are a and if you are a recover user, and you sh uh, and your shard uh, and your shard info into sorry, I can get him talk this morning. <laughs> if you are a recover user and have your shard into, in I think this is really badly written. If you are a recover user and have your shard into safeguarded by i think your info your shared info safeguarded by third parties i think that's really what that's supposed to say yes. um then yes a government could subpoena them and get access to your funds now there's a couple of things with this that need to be really cleared up um and yeah so essentially the first part is sure if uh, if you're being subpoenaed then sure the the they you know ledger could potentially have to give them the, the seed phrases and they could freeze your funds. I would question one one thing about this. Why would you be subpoenaed? And why would this be a concern of yours? If you're a law-abiding citizen, right, and you have nothing to worry about here. Now, if you're a criminal, you should go ahead and sign up to this recover uh, because, you know, I think... <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of bad actors in the space and you probably deserve to have um, your funds frozen, right, if you're a bad actor. But for the everyday user... I'm I'm personally JB, and you correct me if you're wrong, Chris. Pipe in if if you feel like it. Um, but like really I, hard. yeah, um, like I don't think I'm too concerned about being subpoenaed personally. Are, are you JB? 
No, I'd like to think I'm perfectly fine here. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. It's not on my top list of things I'm going to try to avoid being you know, subpoenaed. I'm just a law-abiding citizen. Now, of course, laws may change in the future, and you know, I might not want to abide by those laws. Well, then, then maybe you're becoming a criminal over time. Sure, there's there's different things and different ways of kind of taking a look at it and all that kind of stuff. The other thing that's really important here is that no one's forcing you to be a recover user. <laughs> it's not like we're going to tie your hands behind your. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. Uh, I'm not going to tie your hands behind your uh, <laughs> your back and say you're going to become a, a a ledger recover user, and if not, then you know uh, they can't do anything. <laughs> they, they can't get access to your funds anyway. Um, so, like, I just want to want to be really clear here, specifically for the the cheeky community. Let's break this problem down logically. One, let's start with: Is there a problem, and is oh. there anything that you can do about it? Uh, so yes. no, that there is no problem, and yes, there's something you can do about it. That thing that, you, that there isn't a problem, and what you can do about it is absolutely nothing. Um, you don't have to opt into this in this service. You're not accidentally um, sign up to this service. Uh, this is completely opt in. Um, so if you do want to opt in, uh, are you a law-abiding citizen? Because <laughs> if you are, I don't think you've got anything to kind of worry about there. And what I mean by this is you're paying your taxes like you should you're not breaking any of the local laws like you should and, and all that kind of stuff right and so as long as you're the everyday kind of person who's just looking at crypto for you know uh, speculative investment or for use cases or whatever um, and you're using a ledger device and you just don't want the hassle of holding your keys and making sure that you've got some kind of backup in place then ledger recovers an option for you it's not to say that you have to use it or anything like that um and, you know, even if, uh, you know, the government were to subpoena Ledger, um, the government would have to know that you'd have a Ledger device to do that. Uh, then, of course, they're going to have to assume that Ledger are, are uh, basically using or are holding your... <laughs> I just think it's such a long shot. And this is literally just trying to find any kind of little bit uh, to pull at a thread. And I think a lot of it is done for attention as well, that this is now a viral issue, right? And I'm going to do some air quick issue um, because there is no issue here. Um, it is literally just a potential service that you can opt into if you want, pay a monthly fee, and you'll have a backup of your seed phrase. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. JB, I've rambled on. What's your thoughts on this? So you touched on quite an interesting one there. What country are Ledger based in? Then you fall back on what jurisdiction do they fall under to release everything here so there may be another um we could call it a backdoor for ledger to get out of you know they don't have to surrender seed phrases for certain individuals so it's maybe something else to look into there but i think you obviously you hit the nail on the head there it's not a problem i don't see it as any problem whatsoever it will come down to people and we've touched on this many times that a lot of things in this space are people problems it's not physical problems so it's down to each and every individual as to how they treat um Recovery. So it's frustrating. We've obviously co we've covered this a lot. AMAs on the podcast, even in the chats, we've shared lots of information on it. We've covered it, and it's just it comes down to the tension that, that people said they're not wanting to really spend on this. It's not just our community. It's it's, um, it's all over the internet right now. There's, there's massive issues, ledgers, but, but basically they haven't. It's I, I do agree with you. I think this is a good thing. But um, Eric Lashevesk, he, he is the former CEO, co-founder of Ledger. And even he came out on Reddit and said this is an absolute disaster. It's a PR nightmare. It's the worst thing that they could have done. But it's also the best thing they could have done. So I see no proper full-on issue with Ledger Recover whatsoever. I think it's fine. You explained, obviously, that you know, it's not like your whole seed phrase. It's just going to be in one place that a bad employee could access this, sell your seed phrases. I don't see that being the case. You know, they're going to be broken up, encrypted, sent into individual locations. I think people are making a mountain out of a molehill that this really isn't as big an issue as it's really been made out to be. The, the likelihood, the probability of your ledger being hacked or your seed phrases being hacked slim to none but then you've also got the the last thing there let's just say they get all your seed phrases they don't have your physical ledger so 
So this is something that you don't need to just, there's so many bits to this, this jigsaw right now. I just don't see it being an issue whatsoever. I'm not concerned by what's it actually called Ledger Recover. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not I'm not con- I'm not concerned by this whatsoever. No, and the other thing to bear in mind is there's also a fifty thousand um insurance policy insurance, yeah. as well. So for like the most everyday person, um you know, I mean, yes, obviously during bull runs, the, those numbers may be inflated and you might exceed that number and so forth. And um, But for the most part, like for the everyday user, the standard retail investor, I don't think this is a problem. Certainly a problem maybe if you're an influencer doing some shady shit or, um, <laughs> uh, or you know, someone who is doing pump and dump scams or setting up, um, you know, rug pull that projects. That seems like the same person you described there. Oh, I know, right. I, I, I have one person in mind and I'm just trying to think of other ways of articulating it. But, you know, you get the idea. Uh, at the end of the day, um, the, this is all down to the user. And there definitely seems to be a lack of people understanding what it is that they hold, right? So these devices right these ledger devices and i still use mine and i will use mine religiously right these are hardware this is hardware right and so why are um i don't think people fully understand that and what i mean is like hardware itself right until this is plugged into something how does anybody get any keys from it right and these things aren't really designed to be plugged in 24-7. They're plugged in for when you do a transaction. So not only are they going to be waiting, just waiting, just waiting. Maybe there's going to be some malicious, uh, some software on your computer that, you know, you haven't got any antivirus for or something to that effect, waiting for you to plug it in uh, and then hack into your ledger. It's so slim, so unlikely. Um, and even then you still need to sign the damn transactions. Uh, so like... I really think people need to understand a little bit more about what it is that they hold um, and what it is that they don't hold. Okay, this isn't like a a piece of software that's always kind of running when your computer is running. Okay, this is a hardware and that's something that people need to kind of really get their their grip on, um, essentially. So um, I think it's Ledger S as well. I I don't know. I haven't really looked into which exact models um, the service is going to be provided for. Um, so far, all I have seen it is that it is an over-the-air update for the Nano X. I have not seen it for anything else as of yet, but it doesn't mean that it's not there or it's not coming. But, you know, what you said there is 100% true. Do not have your ledger plugged in 24-7 to your USB. As soon as you're finished using your ledger, unplug it, put it in the safe space. So Do if not you're, leave it plugged in. Yeah, so if you're really that concerned, um, you simply don't get the X and get the S then. <laughs> <laughs> right like um i have both or, obviously or do you like some of us and wait for the new one wait for the stacks um mm. which you know is delayed but uh look, at the end of the day you can opt in or not it's entirely up to you your device isn't communicating with the internet when it's not plugged in and uh, it will only communicate um with information that is sent to it requesting you to you know sign a transaction to log in and, and so forth um so essentially this isn't isn't anything to be concerned with and it's kind of frustrating that people are uh, still jumping up and down on reddit and on twitter and they don't understand what is being spoken about they they have the shortest attention span that they can't watch a two minute video and um they, they jump on the idea that there's a back door there is no back door here uh, the firmware is basically to allow should you choose to do so to export your seed phrase to ledger um, and it's an opt-in service um this is the same as if you were to go and use OpenSea. We spoke about this in the AMA yesterday. If you go to OpenSea and you're connecting your ledger device to OpenSea, a smart contract is created giving OpenSea full access to your wallet to sell your NFT or to buy NFTs, for example. That is arguably a hell of a lot worse than what Ledger Recover is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you're happy to use OpenSea, you absolutely have zero right to be complaining about ledger recover okay and so really understand how these platforms work and how they are interacting with your ledger device and if you are not familiar you need to join us down in discord links in the description below and ask us for the link so that you can check 
what is connected to your wallet, what smart contracts yes. have authorization on your wallet, and you can revoke those smart contracts and revoke those permissions. And if you're no, not doing that as maintenance, you really need to get into that. Now, on that, Chris obviously put together the risk management course in the Cheeky School, and he covers everything about smart contract, revoking smart contracts. If you haven't checked it out, definitely do check it out, but it's something that everybody does need to pay attention to. This is basically your investment that you're playing with here. If you don't know what smart contracts are, how, uh, how many smart contracts are open, how to revoke smart contracts, you really need to be paying attention to that. That is security 101 in this space, in my opinion. Um, if you're happy of a smart contract open on your assets, so be it. It's not in my interest to have smart contracts open on my board board eight golf clubs, my various NF, NFTs. I have I literally sit here for about twelve hours, rhyming off all the NFTs. But it's not just NFTs; it's your crypto as well. But you've got stored in MetaMask. There's also smart contracts open there you can revoke. So there's so much here you do need to be paying attention with. I think there is also a video Chris put together. There um, is, yeah. If Scottish Big Mama, if you could dig that out and share it in the in the general chat. It'll be there for everybody to see down in Discord. Do go and check that one out. Really pay attention to what's happening with your investments, your assets here. The smart contracts that are open, you can revoke them, so it cuts that tie. But back to Ledger, which is why we're here. Fundamental, overall, all you need to worry about here, let's just say all the all the all the moons align, everything everything goes into place, all your seed phrases are stolen, everything's there, they're ready to hack your, your ledger. You still have to sign the transaction. If that transaction comes through, you know nothing about it, you don't sign it. it there's just so many layers of security here. The the finishing line comes down to the, the, the person not to sign the transaction. If you sign the transaction, then, you know, it's kind of, it's on you. But if that transaction comes through and you didn't ask for it, then you don't sign it. I just... Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting just, one in the live chat here. Uh, isn't Ledger not open source, which is an interesting double negative, but no, it's um, negative, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's not open source. And I really don't see a need for this. Now, there is another company that's gone and said, look, in quarter three, we're going to be open source. It's going to be all this and all. It's just a PR stunt. Um, it, there's no need for Ledger to be open source, in my opinion. Um, it can, just really don't see the, the need for it. Um and so, yeah, so maybe they will go, you know, maybe they'll jump on that PR stunt just like the other companies are as well. Um, but really, I, I don't see the need to, to do that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do respond to uh, in, in regards to that, though. And like I said before, there is no problem here. Um, no problem. There is no problem for Ledger. And I know there's that people, people are going to be. There's a bit there's there's, people problem. There's a people problem. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, there are influencers who aren't going to like it. Um, simply because they don't necessarily do things the same way that we do here at Cheeky Crypto, for example. And some some influencers do like to uh, work with projects directly, gather up huge amounts of, of tokens, and then dump them on their community. We see this from the smaller channels, but we also see this from the larger channels too, right? So we need to be really aware of that. And so those individuals to have the, to have an idea of a backdoor or something to that effect. Uh, is problematic for them because that basically means that they're not necessarily uh, doing things how you know the laws are in their jurisdiction tell them that they should be doing things and and they're going to be concerned that all the things that they've been building up on their ledger device might get compromised again i will highlight the fact that if they are complaining and it's their influencer that's complaining about a backdoor they do not know what they hold <laughs> and they do not know uh, the difference between software hardware and they do not know what on earth is actually going on here because as i said there's no problem um so i'd just say think about things really logically break it down think about all the points of failure and how things can go wrong and figure out uh, for yourselves whether you think there's a problem here as well but obviously uh, i've looked at this for a few moments and, and realized very quickly uh, there's no problem here um but that's uh that's that's my 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 take on it, JB. Um, One other thing I have been thinking about with it, right? So the the insurance side of ledger recovers up to fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Now let's just say the average investor's only got ten thousand dollars worth of of crypto held on a ledger. Now the effort, the energy that we take to decrypt the seed phrases to go through all the trouble, you know, to to garner everything here to steal. Let's just say it was that ten thousand dollars. Is that worth it? Are they really going to waste that much time and effort and energy 
to yep. do so for ten thousand dollars so so here's the, the other part of this right and uh we got the, the, the comment in the live chat here is there a third party to check if the code is legit and this is another part that people are not necessarily fully understanding either there is no code to check on the third parties they are storing encrypted files there's no code involved um now decryption sits with ledger decryption does not sit with the third parties one third party has been disclosed, whereas the third um, party, uh, the third third party, <laughs> um, has not been disclosed. It's an unknown data provider, a uh, data host, I guess. How do I articulate that? An undisclosed secure company server. There you go. Um, so essentially, it's three servers, secure servers, holding three pieces of encrypted data. Ledger has the ability to pull those together and decrypt. Okay. Now, if Ledger gets hacked, they're going to have to uh, request this data from these unknown sources or one known source and one unknown sources, pull it all together and then decrypt that data to get hold of your seed phrase. Um, and so there's there's definitely a layers of security here that people just aren't fully getting. It's a lot more secure in the way that they're approaching this than than what most people currently have in place. Uh, and I'd say the majority of people probably have very, very poor um, backup of their seed phrases, i.e. they've taken a photo or a screenshot with their phone. That's incredibly dangerous because that goes onto the cloud and it's out there, it's on the internet, it's done. Your seed phrase is done at that point if you've taken a screenshot. Um, so you're going to, that wallet is compromised in my opinion and you need to create a new one right away if you've taken a screenshot of your seed phrase, okay? Um, and of course, then there's the other way of printing it on a printer. And Chris talks about this all the time. If it's an internet-based printer, your seed phrase is compromised. Okay, a lot worse than what Ledger Recover would do. And so you need to burn that wallet and get a new one. And um, then, of course, there's the pen and paper, right? the, the, the way that you should do it. And But then again, wherever you store that is potentially compromised, right? And so we have to really break down what Ledger Recover is doing and how much more secure that is than what most people are doing right now. Okay, um, so I'll leave it for you guys to kind of, you know, do what you do best and you know do what you feel is right for you. There's many different ways of approaching things. You do not have to do anything with Ledger Recover if you don't want to. It's an opt-in service. And if you're happy with your pen and paper and you put it into, I don't know, a fireproof safe or whatever, and you're happy with that, good on you. Just understand that if something were to happen, such as your house gets broken into and the safe goes, what's your fallback option on that? and all that kind of stuff right and maybe you've got it your seed phrase in multiple different locations and if it's the entire seed phrase in multiple locations is that an increase in your risk or decreasing your risk food for thought right all i'm saying here is that there's no problem with ledger and uh, there's no problem with ledger recover there's no problem with storing encrypted data across multiple different locations and then pulling it and decrypting it when upon request from the user. Um, and this is a service that you're going to have to pay for. This isn't something you're going to accidentally opt into. It's something that you're going to have to pay. And then you're going to have to approve the export of your private keys from your Ledger device to Ledger for this service to even work, uh, which means there's no backdoor without you knowing then signing a transaction to export your keys. Now, let us know though in the comments below in the live chat, are you going to be opting into the service? If you are, let us know why you are. And if you're not interested in it, let us know why you're not. Please, obviously, the more engagement we can have on this topic, the better for, obviously, the wider space for folk coming in here to watch after this is live, even when this is live. We, we've seen through this whole week the, the hysteria that's been created around this back door. Really, to put it to bed, you know, sp sp go spread the word. You know, it's, there, there isn't an issue here. There really isn't. That's exactly it. And, um, yeah. I... Speaking of the live chat, Scottish Big Mama gave everybody a pre-warning. She's had two coffees bouncing off the wall. <laughs> it's always good to see you in and about all of these chats. It's much appreciated. Are you watching the stream, JB? Yes. You know what this is? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it has arrived. It has arrived. Someone was asking in the live chat. I said I'd come back to it. Yes, it has arrived. Here it is, K. There you go. The, the, the is here. <laughs> it is here. Oh, JB. <laughs> We've got in the chat. We've got Wiltshire. We've got Canada. Or where in the chat, rather. South Africa. So we want to know Alaska to Adelaide to 
Where's further? Where's New Zealand? Well, New Zealand's like it's Australia. Somewhere, somewhere beginning with A, Auckland. You know, we want Alaska to Auckland. We want a widespread. Okay, you want a wide cast if you did. <laughs> I wouldn't you just say from like UK to Australia because there's like you know end to end. Yeah, but I was trying to think of places that sounded cool. <laughs> sounded cool. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yes, the cape. The cape has arrived. And do I look like Dracula? Yes, yes, I do. I may have tested it. <laughs> uh, I'll post some photos into Discord uh, at some point. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Um, there you go. The cape has, has arrived. Uh, and geez. we don't have a smoothie today either. You don't have a smoothie? What is it? Green, green, green something? It is... Apple and elderflower vitamin water. Oh dear. Very nice, actually. It <laughs> doesn't what, sound good. <laughs> I always drink elderflower sparkling water. That's what the, the big bottles is. I normally drink every day. And I've just seen this. That looks nice. So, New thumbnail with a cape. Oh, jeez. Look what you've opened up. <laughs> it was I actually Chris. So I went back and watched that stream. It was Chris that suggested the cape. I just said I'd buy it. Oh, it's, yeah. all, it's all Chris's fault. Somebody also, somebody also commented Chris practicing his tant tantric streaming. I like it. <laughs> oh, anything you uh, you want to say about that, uh, Chris? Really hard. It's really hard. Okay. <laughs> but anything else? It's that hot. Oh, it's that hot, is it? It's that hot. Okay. Is that the cape? Uh, the cape. Uh, it's that hot. The cape's that hot. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, you haven't really heard much from. I disagree. I love elderflower. Ah, uh, not. Nah, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, JB, kind of uh, went on a bit of a tangent on Ledger there for quite some time. So anything else kind of cropped up that is uh, kind of come across your radar recently? Well, the Big Short. We obviously well know about the Big Short. You know, we know there's yeah. a new. I feel like um, short. I always yeah. feel like that guy is um, it's like my hero. It's like my aspiration. It's like my role <laughs> model uh, for every time I talk about Bitcoin. Like um, everyone's been like, "Oh, super bullish on this bear market." All I've been thinking is that guy was right. We're going short yes. on the market. <laughs> so he's my role model. Stick, hold firm. <laughs> A new big short. Yeah, well, the new book is almost finished, which I'm quite interested in. So, yes, SBF, what was his, right? what's his name? Is it Michael Lewis? Is his name? Is it? I think, I think, I think his name is Michael Lewis. He, mm -hmm. he, he done the big short on Moneyball. Well, basically, he's he's basically came out and said that the the new book, all based around SBF and FTX, is near completion. So we know what happens once a book's completed. Waiting for the TV movie. Series. Waiting for the TV oh the TV series. series, yeah. TV series, and I think this will be an absolute hit. Yeah, it will be. Um, be interesting, won't it? Oh, Scottish Big Mama's taking the blame for the cape. <laughs> uh, for those who do um, not know, Joystick Junkies uh, is our gaming channel. We just played like Call of Duty and, and things like that, and uh, and yeah, that's where the cape comes from. For those who do not know, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the other thing, obviously, that did catch my eye was the amount of Bitcoin options that are due to expire. I don't know if this has came across your radar mm, at all. It hasn't actually, no. So 29,000 Bitcoin options are due to expire. The date... I don't actually have the date. It's the reporting date was May 19th, which is obviously yesterday. But it has came back and said that the max pain point is 27,500 for 29,000 Bitcoin options. 27,500, did you say? 27,500, yeah. So, oh what do we think? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yes. Um, so, I've got a Bitcoin video that's about to come out on YouTube at 10 o'clock this morning. Um, so, like 20 minutes away. Um, that video has some interesting structures starting to form out, JB. You may already be aware of this um, because you're looking at the charts just like I am. And uh, I don't want to give too much away. Go watch that video. And that might give you an indication as to kind of where price might be going uh, for the 29,000 Bitcoin options. Um, but timing, it's going to be interesting. Like we need to get a date on that um, because I do expect a move back up to 28, 29K Bitcoin. Um, at some point so 
it will be interesting to see what coincides with uh, with, uh, with the options because um, 29,000 Bitcoin options expiring, that could be a pretty interesting move. Um, that could be what the next leg down is created from uh, within the structures. It'd be really interesting. I'm just having a quick look through there and it's not given a definitive date for this so far. Can only hope we'll that, that. We'll, we'll come weeks. back to that. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, yeah, I think it, obviously whatever comes off the back of it, it's, it's going to be very interesting. The the amount that that's going to be up in the air there. Yeah, we've seen a move. Was it what was the last one we seen with the options expiring? Was it on Ethereum? And we've seen obviously a big pullback in the market when the previous Ethereum contracts expired. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens off the back of this. Yeah, it will be. Um... That's cool. Did we talk a little bit about Cardano's um, DeFi ecosystem here? I mean, it, pff, go for it. I mean, I, I did a whole video on this. Um, I feel like it was yesterday. I, I yeah, think it was a bit of last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, so interesting, interesting stuff, right? We see them climbing the, the rankings. Uh, we can see uh, Jed uh, being quite or playing quite a critical role. Um, and everything that's kind of going on so yeah i think interesting stuff so obviously the the DeFi ecosystem has now surpassed the 400 million um tvl which we knew was coming it's big news it's massive news in my opinion cardano's it's just starting to become the powerhouse we expect it to be the 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 project everything under the umbrella right now it's it's an exciting place to be. It's an exciting thing to be monitoring everything that is going on there. We've still got Midnight to come out, which, you know, we are very big on. We we managed to get the drop on Midnight when it was announced live up in Edinburgh. But, you know, they're just they're going from strength to strength right now. You know that... What, what's, the, what's the term that's thrown out about uh, Cardano? A ghost chain. The ghost chain. Ghost chain with doing... 1,200 dApps building on it. Yeah, and 400 billion uh, ADA TVL, you know. What what a ghost chain that really is. <laughs> uh, it, it is crazy. Um, we're going to see, and I, I kind of spoke about this, right, a compounding effect occurring, right? So we, we talk about all these fantastic things that are going on for Cardano in terms of like news and stuff like that. Um, and people always expect like instantaneous price uh, reaction to this news and the speculative stuff sure like people buy the rumor sell the news that kind of stuff um but you won't actually see the fundamentals really impacting price until further down the line that's yeah, so a slow burn to it and and some of the fundamental things that have been happening is really compounding some key dynamics on on cardano right so uh, I talk about price action every single day, right? To the point where it bores me to death. So I feel sorry for all you guys too. But uh, like essentially, everything about price movement comes down to just two things. Uh, supply being one and demand being the other. And Cardano has the recipe that is going to create an insane price spike. Um, now, what is this? Essentially, what, I, what I'm talking about here is the circulating supply of ADA that is available for people to purchase. This isn't the circulating supply of ADA. This is just what people are actually willing to sell in terms of ADA, right? And this particular number of ADA uh, is is dwindling down. It's dropping quite significantly for a few different reasons. And then, of course, you've got the demand element, and that's basically people coming in buying ADA, right? So if the supply of ADA that people can buy is decreasing and the demand of people wanting it is increasing, well, then price is going to go up until you find a balance between the demand and the supply. And usually the end gets overpowered or the demand gets overpowered with too much supply at key prices that drags price in the opposite direction, right? So it's really quite simple. And, and when we really think about it and break it down, what, are, what is Cardano doing that is going to shrink the supply more and increase the demand even more? Well, 1,200 dApps should do the job pretty well. Um, compound that down with TVL that's growing at a rapid rate. And um, that when these dApps go live is going to absolutely you know, skyrocket alongside everything else. I think what we're going to see here is Jed liquidity pooling increasing, uh, DeFi 
um, TVL increasing dramatically. And as a result of this, the available ADA that's actually out there for purchase will decrease dramatically, whilst an increase in demand for these dApps will basically increase the demand for ADA, resulting in significant price spikes for for the ADA asset. So yeah, I'm I'm so stoked for, for ADA um, and all that kind of uh, good stuff because I, I think there's a fantastic platform and ecosystem that's being well thought out, methodically executed um, and through peer-reviewed research. And um, I just wish more people were like that. Now, there are, of course, some concerns people have here and there and you know, the inner workings of various different things and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and that's going to happen on every single ecosystem, right? And I think we can talk about... Um, spo votes and various different things that are going on in the ecosystem that a lot of people just aren't really that know about or care generally too much about um but like ultimately none of that really matters overly to to kind of where ada and the ecosystem is going there's definitely things that have to happen in terms of like you know parameter k and uh, minimum structure fees and stuff like that um all the kind of inner workings of signing transactions but what we don't want to kind of distract ourselves too much with is the fact that hydra went live on the main net and we can get you know a thousand transactions per second per node um or up to because it's not like you just have that straight out of the box that's something that scales with um, the requirement. You don't have to have a million transactions per second on Cardano if you only need 10,000 transactions per second. 10,000 is what you're going to get. You're going to get what you need, not, you know, it's just a flat out 1 million. Although 1 million sounds cool, it's not really going to be um, the, the be all and end all of, uh, of Cardano by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the you know, other things that are going on outside of, of those kind of, you know, fundamental shifts is as we kind of usher in new eras and we look for sustainability, scalability and all these fantastic things. I, I'm, I'm really pro Cardano. I've been uh, this way since uh, I think late 2020. Um, and here's a funny story. When I first kind of got back into crypto back in 2020, uh, I had uh, a car that I just wasn't using. Uh, so I liquidated that car and I took all that funding and I threw it into Cardano at 8 cent. And uh, I can say I'm truly happy with that decision. <laughs> Quite rightly so. Now, I think I've touched on it a few times before. Now, what I'm bullish for in this space, I think it's going to do very well. We've uh, Some previous podcasts we've done when it's like, um, what are you big for the next build run? And if I touched on green projects carbon friendly projects they're going to do seriously well going forward you, you've got the likes of vchain and whatnot you can see obviously cardano's taking that step as well to make themselves more efficient more uh, eco-friendly more green it's a good thing um i'm very big on cardano um, i think many folk will know that i'm a massive fan of uh, mr hoskinson do you fantastic honestly guy in the space. Me to give you an actual answer to that <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, a massive fan of the guy. I think I think he's a, an absolute marvel. He's a gem to have. We've met him. Very happy. So the the ecosystem that Cardano have created, you know, is, is there anything there that truly rivals the power that you know Cardano are, are, they have the the potential that they have going forward? I don't think there is. In my opinion, Singularity is probably the one that comes closest to it. But again, it's just another one that we're bullish on. Well, um, there's one other. That Go just on. jumps to mind. Um, so we think of Cardano um, uh, as this kind of layer one solution for a, for a lot of, of different things. Um, but if we were to also think about, you know, one of the one of the missions of banking the unbanked uh, and those kind of things, so we can't ignore XRP. Now, I just like just purely from a data point of view not even about like use case and stuff like that but just from like a, a pure data point of view you can hate it if you want they have a different approach to it than cardano cardano is about decentralization getting it spread out there amongst so many people right? i want to say millions but i haven't got the exact numbers so i'll just be speculating um but like you know it's spread out decentralized massive amounts so um whereas xrp has you know a node list can change you can change it but it has like a predefined node list and kind of argue that it's centralized versus decentralized and there's this whole argument with it right um but you can't really get away from the fundamental basics that you can have twenty-two thousand blocks produced on the xrpl and it costs 700 dollars, right yeah. 
you, you, can, you just can't get away from the fact that it is designed to move money around the world in the most efficient way possible. And so you can't really ignore that fact. Um, you can try to say, well, Cardano can do that. And yeah, Cardano can. It can produce 7,000 blocks that cost about $1,500, right? But it's so double the cost at half the blocks. So it's not exactly the cheapest option, right? Um, so it's not the best at moving money around. You can't be the best at moving money around when XRP is clearly the best at moving money around. Yes. Although XLM probably on par because it is a carbon copy with a few alterations here and there but you know i think there are depending on what you'll want to look what lens you want to look through what do you think of the use cases and all those kind of things you have nfts on the xrpl you have various other use cases on the xrpl uh, in the same way that you do with the with the cardano ecosystem right there, there is definitely you know something there and there's going to be many winners and uh, there's not going to be 20,000 <laughs> right um, but there's going to be many winners in this space and I think um, Cardano is definitely going to be one XRP and XRPL uh, will be another um, Bitcoin Ethereum I think will end up being like the Yahoo right now like Yahoo yeah. <laughs> who are they anymore um, and I think that's essentially where they will end up they'll always exist but they won't yeah, it won't be the the going to go to platform. Like as soon as Google comes along uh, and smacks down uh, Yahoo, for example, right? And uh, there's funny stories about you know what Yahoo could have done and could have bought in the same way that Blockbuster could have bought Netflix, right? And all those kind of things, um, or how BlackBerry just failed to keep up with the with the times and kind of you know just dwindled down into nothingness. Um, and these are all were all big, massive players, right? They were top of their game, huge market caps, right? market camps um and <laughs> and yet yeah where are they now right and in relation to these new players that come in and do things better um so i'm not saying that that's going to be cardano overthrowing ethereum or anything like that all i'm saying is ethereum will be around bitcoin will be around but the dynamics of this space are going to dramatically change over the course of the next decade or so right um we aren't going to be naive enough to think that this is how it's always going to be right it's, it's just it's, it's not going to be the case right so cardano is doing things in a, a future uh, future proofing way but even that's going to require additional work in the future in my opinion um and xrpl does a fantastic job of doing exactly what it's designed to do move money around and it can be used for other things as well which is trying to kind of bed in some of that stuff but let's not distract from what ripple are trying to do with cross-border payments and actually just you know improving the banking system uh so all in all yeah i think cardano would do well i think xrp will do well i think um singularity you mentioned there like it's going to be just insane um and Cardano will be the the go to AI chain, I think, eventually as well. Yeah, specifically with HyperCycle. Yeah, when everything there does um, combine properly, start working together, it's it's going to be beautiful to see what um, Cardano can do. And I'm glad you did touch on XRP as well. You know, you, you covered everything off there. It's, there's nothing else I can add to that. But I do feel that when everything is sorted out for XRP Ripple. It's, it's going to be it's going to be insane, you know. When we start to see XRP listed again on exchanges, when we start to see real world finance adopt Ripple. Now, this is something else that you know it's kind of not been spoken about so much anymore because of obviously the law case. Um, interesting that it was a conversation I actually had with a nurse uh, when I was in getting uh, my leg checked. Uh, that she brought up Ripple to me, and I was like. Why do you know about this? She, she obviously she asked what I've done for a living and she brought Ripple up. So you've got nurses talking about Ripple XRP. Now, for all of crypto that's out there, the, the first thing that the, 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 the everyday person that doesn't know about crypto to say is, oh, it's, is that a Bitcoin? But for them to bring up Ripple, you know, it's it threw me off a little. I was like, how do you know this over to other things? And then it's obviously been spoken about how Ripple is going to be... Um, managing cross-border payments and stuff i think once everything is dead and buried it's all settled and ripple can get on and do their thing yeah it's going to be a powerhouse it's going to be amazing to see what what um what comes out there yeah no i i agree and it's funny enough you mentioned that because um when i went to sign up at the gym the person who was signing me up was asking me what do i do for a living and i usually just say ah you know i just an investor in cryptocurrency i usually just kind of leave it there i don't talk about the yeah. whole youtube thing. you don't want the conversation no. <laughs> um and anyways oh yeah yeah i hold i hold xrp goes going and i was like oh yeah okay is it is one of the first ones that people go to um because it's so wildly um spoken about and so speculative across kind of like the youtube space right it's hard to miss it do you know what I mean? Like you can find Bitcoin pretty easy enough and you can find XRP pretty easy enough. Um, and, and so, yeah, it generally is one of the first ones that people generally buy is XRP. 
Um, and they all kind of fall into that trap of it's going to ten thousand dollars. I'll go and buy it now, and then uh, before they know it, yeah, they they kind of lost half their value or whatever. But um, they're buying at the wrong times and stuff like that. But you know, it's a rite of passage almost uh, in the crypto space that you kind of make all those mistakes quite early on, uh, and then you learn how this this stuff works. But um, I mean, we've all been there. I, I bought a stupid amount of Bitcoin way back in two thousand and fourteen, sold it in two thousand fifteen, just before the two thousand seventeen pump, uh, and there you go. We all make these mistakes, right? Um, it could be worse. The apprentice that I used to work with years ago. He bought seven Bitcoin. It was it was it was a pen, maybe like forty, fifty dollars, I don't know. Mm. Right in the very start of Bitcoin. He bought that when he was very young, doesn't know where it is. Yeah. No access to it. Seven Bitcoin. I'm I'm he, sure I've got Bitcoin yeah. on an old laptop somewhere. Um yep. that I just simply don't have a clue did i even set up a proper wallet for it uh <laughs> no idea um like way 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 back i'm talk- talking 2012 2013 yeah. um you used to kind of earn bitcoin by doing different things like surveys and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and i'm sure i've got like laptop full of bitcoin somewhere <laughs> it's one of those Secret millionaire. <laughs> that's it yeah billionaire probably <laughs> i was like super super early on that um you were you were earning a stupid amount of Bitcoin for like doing surveys and stuff. But anyway, interestingly, I'll, I'll, at some point I'll probably have to go through all my old tech because I don't throw any of it away. I've still got these things. Uh, I just need to go through the hard drives at some point and see what's there and what's not there. Um, well, exactly the same. I've got like still Nintendo sixty four consoles <laughs> and everything. They're all stored up in the loft, old laptops. I'm I'm a hoarder as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Okay. Well, we've been rambling on for about 55 minutes. Anything else you kind of want to um, bring up? No, I think we've covered off a hell of a lot there. You know, it's been a good podcast. We'll leave it at that. That's cool. That's cool. Anything from, from you, Chris? Cheeky crypto. Yeah, cheeky crypto. Yeah, any, any... Is that hot? Cheeky crypto is that hot. So Cheeky che- crypto is that hot. Right, got it. Okay. Any last words from you, <laughs> JV? <laughs> Well, I actually need to add more to that soundboard. We need more in there. We need more but, you know, guys, thank, thank you for watching. You know, please do like and subscribe. These it does mean a lot. Please do leave us some comments as well. The, the interactions are good, and we'll leave you as always. That if you are going to trade, if you are going to trade, please trade safely. Have a nice tight stop loss. Make great gains. Staying safe in the space, and we'll see you in the next one. Chris, final words, and I will catch you in the next one. Take care. Okay. All right, guys. Until the next one, though. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you then.